0: Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 29th of December. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented, as always, by Anna Jarren and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 800 747 And, of course, we did it together, everybody. We made it. We got to the end of the week. We have a monster-dolphin game coming up. This Sunday, Dolphins, Ravens, will that be a big game, not a big game today? No spoilers, maybe a prediction, but no spoilers. We got big game, not a big game coming up like we do every Friday. Hey, I haven't done big movie, not a big movie in a while. It's the holiday season. You know there are big movies and not big movies out there. We will do big movie, not a big movie today. Also, we didn't get around to answering mailbag questions yesterday. So we will do mailbag today. Lot of fun to be had. We're not off, we're doing the show. The only people that don't get any time off during the holiday season, we know, are pro athletes and, of course, the good folks at Bet Online. With the NFL Bowl season in full swing, the NBA, NHL, Bet Online isn't taking a second off, making sure you have all the up to the second odds, news info bet online has all the sports wagering available you need with desktop and mobile access head there today to get into the action remember to use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts so maybe a little bit tired today it's okay because it's friday but we had late night with the heat last night i was watching watch the Watch the first half downstairs. So, here's what we had last night. Football start... Okay. Last night was actually really fun because we had some stuff to keep our attention before the Heat game got going at 10 p.m. How are we going to kill some time? Well, obviously at 8 o'clock, you had Browns and Jets, which started out great. First quarter was fun. Score, 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 an interception, return for touchdown. Like, it looked like you were going to have a fun little game. Browns kicked the shit out of the Jets 37-20. to 20 just like you would expect, it's it's pretty... I mean, look, we talk about the MVP. Every week, it seems to change. Joe Flacco, he's not going to win MVP. He's only going to play in six games after next week. But you can obviously make the case, Joe Flacco, most valuable player, because that's a really good Jets offense. and uh, Defense, excuse me, terrible, terrible offense. Really good Jets defense that Flacco and the Browns tore up last night. And I mean, they gave Deshaun Watson $250 million. Flacco's so much better. And this Browns team is dangerous. They put it on them last night. They could run the ball, they could throw it all over the field. Omari Cooper didn't even play last night. So, yeah, only six games for Joe Flacco is what he'll wind up playing after next week's action. But. You can obviously make a case for Joe Flacco, most valuable player. It, the Browns are a dangerous team. Sorry, I take a sip of my vitamin water. So now, after yesterday, the Browns are still in the five spot. But here this takes them. They're 11-5. If the Ravens lose this weekend to the Dolphins, the Browns are absolutely in play. Not just to win that division... But for the number one overall seed, a lot of things have to bounce their way. But if the Dolphins win this weekend, Browns are still in play for the AFC uh, North Championship. So anyway, we're a couple sleeps away from the next biggest Dolphin game of the season. Dolphins and Ravens. I got to tell you, I feel good about it. I do. I know you got Dolphin fans that are super nervous in that whole deal. And you should be nervous because this shit is so hard. Wait till you get to the playoffs and you're in the second round and you're playing a really good team. Or wait till you get to the AFC Championship and the Dolphins are on the road and they're one game away from getting to the Super Bowl for the first time in almost uh, uh, 40 years. So you think you're nervous about this weekend, the nerves are a good thing. The nerves mean you got something really important going on and something that you really care about going on this weekend. So the nerves that you feel... And I'm confident in the Dolphins this weekend. But the nerves that you're feeling right now going into this game, embrace that shit. This is a good thing. I'm telling you. you, Butch up if you're feeling down about this game this weekend. If you're nervous about it. You got the anxiety. It's okay. Come on. This is good stuff this weekend. Think about how long it's been that you have a game this late in the season with this much on the line. Remember, I told you it was back in 2003... That uh, was it. Was oh three? I think it was 03, three. Twenty years ago, where going into the second to last week, the Dolphins were ten and four. They had the chance to control their own destiny, just like this year. Win your final two games, number one overall seed, and the Dolphins went on to lose at Minnesota and at New England. They finished ten and six. They missed the. They went from controlling their own fate, number one overall seed, to missing the playoffs entirely. So now, missing the playoffs entirely is obviously not in play right now. But they control their own fate. Win the final two games, the first time this late in the season that they're in this spot in 20 years. Embrace this shit, all right? This is going to be a lot of fun this weekend. So, anyway, uh, we'll circle back to the Dolphins and NFL stuff. Let's start out with the Heat. Now, you know how I was enjoying that Heat game last night. Had a nice cold Johnny Cuba on my hand. That's right. We had the football going on leading into the heat game. Had a couple Johnnies. If you don't have Johnny Cuba in your house right now, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go to your local Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Pick up a Johnny Cuba to enjoy for the weekend. You don't know about that Johnny Cuba? European roots with that Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager and a can official beer of Zaslo Show 2.0. I love when you guys take a picture the first time you're trying a Johnny Cuba. I then put it on my Instagram stories. Everybody loves that. We're all having a drink together. Again, make sure you always drink responsibly. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay to So before I actually get to the heat last night... We got the football on, and on the small TV, we're waiting for 10 o'clock to roll around. And on the small TV, I got NBA TV on because this has become must-watch TV now. The Detroit Pistons. The Pistons were at the Celtics last night. The Pistons were plus 900 going into the game. And there was a lot of action on the Pistons because plus 900 a crazy money line for an nba game pistons celtics best record of the nba boston no jalen brown but whatever i had the game on because aren't they, they're gonna beat somebody right but here's the thing the pistons are so bad but every game they play now they're gonna get the opposing team's best efforts because the celtics for instance last night don't want to be the team that helps them end that, tw- that that right now, or going into last night, 27-game skid. They're getting every team's best effort. And if the game is close, you get a great crowd like last night in Boston. Where I mean, fuck those people, but you get a great crowd in Boston last night because they don't want to lose to the Pistons. So, what should be a terrible game, best team in the league, worst team in the league you get a playoff-type atmosphere because the crowd does not want to lose to Detroit, and the team does not want to lose to Detroit. So I had that on the little TV. Celtics were big the first half, 17, 19. They up 19, I think, early in the third quarter. Celtics obviously make the run. The Pistons, though... They tie the game with just seconds remaining Bogdan Bogdanovich with a putback. Actually, Cade Cunningham shot a three to win. It wasn't even close. This Piston team is so fucking bad. And the Celtics were terrible last night. So many offensive rebounds for Detroit. Game goes to overtime. The Celtics pretty much controlled overtime. They win by six in OT. But that game was awesome. I then put the last few minutes of the game on the big TV in the Aslo Mansion family room and put the... Uh, uh, the fo- the football, I think, may have been at halftime at that point. So I was able to focus on the last few minutes of it. And matter of fact, it ended right as the Heat game was starting. But the Pistons have become must-watch TV now. Like, I don't know when they're going to be on NBA TV again. They're not going to be on national TV. But if they still have the losing streak going, I'm watching the Pistons. It- this is history every time. And you're getting a great effort out of the other teams. They don't want to lose. I'm telling you. I don't know when this Pistons streak is going to end. You're like... And and like I said, they got to beat somebody? I don't know. Because no team wants to be the team that loses to Detroit. So I don't know when the Pistons are going to get out of this. It's now 28 consecutive losses for Detroit. But that game was awesome. So then finally, Heat game starts. And so you do the late night with the Heat. If you're a little bit tired today, that's okay. I was tired. I was... Like, I wanted to shut the game off with, like, two minutes left, but it's something about it because I was really tired. watching it in bed. My wife's like, is this game live? I'm like, yeah, they're in, you know, San Francisco. Game's live. I wanted to shut it off with, like, two minutes left because the Heat were definitely going to win at this point, but there's something about it. it. It's something in my brain. I have to watch the whole game. I have to see the end. Not even that I thought they are going to blow it. They- they're up 15 with two minutes left. They're not going to blow anything. I-, I I have to know the final score. I have to know who scores all the baskets. I can't turn it off early. And I thought the Heat win 114-102 last night. Game was close in the first half. The Heat were up double figures for almost all the second half. They really kicked their ass. So the Heat win 114-102. They were minus Jimmy Butler, minus Kyle Lowry, minus Caleb Martin, minus Josh Richardson. So down three starters. Jaime Hawkins Jr. got the start last night. Haywood Highsmith got the start last night. R.J. Hampton got the start in the backcourt last night so I I would imagine since Duncan Robinson still came off the bench last night when the Heat are healthy Duncan's not going to start I wish Lowry wouldn't start but Duncan's going to come off the bench uh which is fine all right and the Heat by the way number one three point shooting team in the NBA right now Tyler Hero awesome last night he is he's having a great great start to this season are we still in the start of the season? The Heat have won four in a row. They played 31 games. for 19 and 12. Season best seven games over 500. We're almost at the halfway point. Hero had 26 points. 10 for 18 from the floor. 3 of 7 from 3. Bam Adebayo had a bio at 17 points and 11 rebounds. My boy, Jaime Jaquez Jr. 17 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Doing it all out there. Stud. Stud. But I thought last... And, and by the way... Like, that game was interesting, right? This team is interesting. They are. And they've been a real pleasant surprise because even with guys out like Jimmy out, I, I love watching Hero and I love watching Hawkes Jr. And man, bam, is he's got that fadeaway. He's got the moves. Bam, is he's that guy now. This team is interesting. Going into a season that we thought was going to be boring. This team is interesting. And I thought last night was a big game for them because not only was it on the road against a very good home team, right? The Warriors. What was the Warriors? I I mean, did they say they, I think they'd won eight in a row at home before the Heat won that game last night. The Warriors home record this season. Overall, they stink. The Warriors, they're 15 and 16 now at home. eh, They're nine and seven. Did they, did they win eight straight at home? Could they couldn't have been 1-6 and six at home before that, could they? I thought on the broadcast last night, Eric and John said they had won 8 in a row at home. Maybe I heard that wrong, or or maybe I didn't. I don't know. But winning at Golden State, that's never easy, alright? And uh, I thought it was big last night because, remember what I told you I think a lot of this season needs to be about. I thought the Heat were going to take a step back, this regular season compared to last regular season, which was not a good regular season, I thought they were going to take a step back because they need to make sure by the time they get to the playoffs, they've essentially replaced Vincent and Struess. And what I mean by that is, those are guys who, not only starters, but major contributors in the playoffs. They need to make sure that this regular season, they get some guys ready to play in big moments, in big spots, big minutes, in the playoffs, and help them win playoff games. That's what I felt a lot of this regular season would be about. And last night was one of those nights. Last night, you had, because you were short, guys, Jamal Cain, 18 points off the bench, 7 of 14, knocked out a huge three in the fourth quarter to cut a Golden State run. Niko Jovich... 11 points off the bench, dusted him off, showed the handle, showed the passing skills, showed being able to drive at the basket. Last night I thought was a big game for the Heat because Kane and Jovich both showing you they can contribute if called upon off the bench. And there's going to be a time in the playoffs where one of those guys is going to be called upon and is going to have to... Play big in a big moment. And because they're getting experience like this, in the middle of the regular season, they're not going to be... They're not going to shrink in the moment. The moment's not going to be too big for them. We're going to get to a playoff and be like, wow, what, is, what a steal and basket by Jamal Kane. Wow, what a what a shot by Nico Jovich in the fourth quarter to stop that run by whoever the fuck we play in the playoffs. Last night was a big deal for guys like Kane and Jovich to get minutes and have moments on the road against a, a good team in the Golden State Warriors. I thought last night was a really important game for the Heat. So, the Heat win their fourth consecutive game, 19-12. Uh, Jovich and Kane showing they could contribute. Hakez doing his thing. Hero was awesome. Steph Curry had one of his worst games of the season, and yeah, the game was never really in doubt. Road Warriors, man, great start to the trip. Five game trip. You want to go three and two because they started one and zero. Now tomorrow at Utah, you got to win that game. That team stinks. So if you're two and zero to start the trip, go one out of the final three, and you have a winning road trip. That's at the Clippers, at the Lakers, and then at the Suns. So, last night was a had-to-have, not, not, not a must-win, not eliminated if you don't win. It was a had-to-have game because you want that winning road trip. So, really good job by your favorite little basketball team last night. And tomorrow's at 5 p.m. at the Utah Jazz. And like I said, that team is not good. And la- last night doesn't mean anything if you don't then take care of business tomorrow. So, and, and by the way... You want to take advantage because there are no back-to-backs on this trip. Then it's Monday at the Clippers, Wednesday at the Lakers, a week from tonight, Friday at Phoenix. No back-to-backs. Got to take advantage. Excellent job by your favorite little basketball team last night. All right. So, yesterday, I didn't get around to it. I apologize. So, you know what? We're going to do it right here. Let's get to Zaslow Show 2.0 mailbag. That's right. So, I got a bunch of questions here. Let's get things going. This question here is from Lawrence Lechuga on Twitter. All right, and he's asked. He has very important question. Biscuits or cornbread? I love biscuits so much. They're terrible for you. All the butter, you know. But uh, and a cornbread's really good too. But man, like when I go to a place like you have know, to go to like Cracker Barrel. Oh my god, the biscuits are. I don't even need them a gravy. I can eat them plain. But if, if they're hot, you put the butter in the middle. Oh my god, biscuits are so good. Excellent question, Lawrence. Kupo Beer is asking, Zaslo, would you cry if the Dolphins won the Super Bowl after this long 30-plus year journey? 30-plus year journey? It's been almost 40 years since they've appeared in the Super Bowl. It's been 50 years since they've won one. 30-year journey? All right, would I cry? I don't think so. The first, you know, the Panthers have never won. Saw the Marlins win for the first time when I was 16, no cry. <laughs> Saw the Heat win for the first time when I was 25, yes cry. I did. I cried when the Heat won their first title. That was 17 years ago. I'm going to be 43 next month, so I guess 18 years ago it'll be. I've never experienced the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. This would be the first championship I would experience. With my kids and my older son, definitely cares. So now I could tell you if the Panthers would have won the Stanley Cup, based on my feelings, my emotions all throughout that Stanley Cup run last year, I definitely was gonna cry if the Panthers won. I mean, I was so happy. So I I lean toward no. That like I, I almost I almost think I'd be more emotional if the Dolphins won the AFC Championship. Than if they won the Super Bowl. Not that that's more important, but just the the reality of oh my god, I can't believe it. They're in the Super Bowl. Like that moment right there may weigh even heavier than if they were to wind up winning the Super Bowl. It would just be so unbelievable. So I lean toward no, but it, it, that's, that's a strong maybe. Good question. Next question is from Ryan Zaslo's as greatest as Tua is is he worth the mega contract? Can we sign Tua to a mega deal and Wilkins? We have to keep Wilkins. Can't let him go major, major player. All right, yes, they have to keep Wilkins, and they're going to keep Wilkins. But that's why this window right now, that's why you want to win so badly this year, because with Tua under that value contract, you know, this happened with Russell Wilson in his first few years in the league. When you're getting that value, it's so enormous. It happened with Lamar Jackson his first few years. I know he didn't win the Super Bowl. Uh, It's essentially happening with Brock Purdy right now in San Francisco. If you're getting the quarterback under that value deal, oh, it makes it makes your life so much easier managing the salary cap. Yes, you you have to give two of the mega contract because that's the price to keep a quarterback. Like what's the other option? Don't keep him? Like you have to give him the big contract and as long as he finishes this season healthy, we know that he's a big-time player. And he's proven to you he can stay healthy if he stays healthy. So, yeah, you got to give him the big contract. But, you know, does it mean they're going to be able to give Waddle the huge contract when his time comes? If you have a quarterback making the huge money, can you have two wide receivers making huge money? I don't know. Can you have two cornerbacks making the huge money? Like, I don't think they would be keeping Xavier Howard. You're going to keep Jalen Ramsey. I think saving Howard's time could be coming to an end if that's the case. But Wilkins, yeah, like I totally get what you're saying. You got to make sure you can keep Wilkins. But they're not going to keep – they're not going to be able to keep everyone. Tua is going to be worth the mega contract because that's the price to keep a quarterback. All right, next question here is from Robert Hobbs. says, Zaslow, is Johnny Cuba a good beer? I mean, what a stupid question. Is Johnny – I mean, I I appreciate you asking, but is Johnny Cuba a good beer – most delicious beer. Come on now. Get up off your ass. Go pick up a Johnny, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie It's going to be in a bunch more locations coming up on the new year, and I'll be able to tell you about that soon. Go pick up a Johnny. What's the matter with you, Robert? Next question is from Nick Val Max, and they ask, do you think the Dolphins can beat the Ravens? I'm just hoping for no more injuries. Yeah, we're super beat up. Uh, it looks like Waddle's not going to play, is dealing with a thumb injury. He's obviously playing. I think the Dolphins are going to beat the Ravens. I do. They beat them two straight years. Now, does that mean anything for this year? No. But, I like saying it, I do think the Dolphins are ready for this. I think last week against Dallas goes a long way toward the confidence of this team. They won a big home game against a good team. Now it's time to win a big road game against a really good team. And there's so much at stake. The number one overall seed. And if they win this weekend, think about this. I've said it a couple times this week already. If they win this weekend at Baltimore, the Dolphins are three home wins away from the Super Bowl. That's crazy. And yeah, I think they're going to beat the Ravens this weekend. All right. Next up. This question is from MRA 0486. My man. If the Heat are active in trade or buyout market, what position should they focus on? Uh, I mean, you, you, you probably want a big guy. They have so many wings. You want a big guy the same way that they picked up a big guy last year in Kevin Love. Uh, Terry Miller, how you doing, Terry? She says, what will be the Dolphins' biggest challenge against the Ravens, and how will they meet it? I, I think it's Lamar Jackson and his legs. Now, he doesn't run as much as he used to. He's a, a much better quarterback now than he was a few years ago. But making sure that you don't – like. I I imagine you got to spy on him, someone like Van Ginkel or whatever. Uh, I think the Dolphins' physicality is a bit underrated up front. I don't know why people talk about the Dolphins if they're this finesse team because they got the great offense and the fast receivers. But it's it's clearly making sure making Lamar throw the ball and making sure they contain him in the pocket. Don't let him use his legs. Right? That's pretty easy, right? Yeah. Uh, CBWV, my man. Has Jaime shown enough so early in his career to already become virtually untradeable? The answer to that is yes. And here's why. The same thing I just spoke about when it comes to Tua. Jaime Hawkes Jr. has shown he's a stud and for the next four years is under a very, very low contract. That makes him untouchable. That's how you win when you can find the value of Under the salary cap. They're already paying, uh, you know, Butler, Hero, Bam, so much money. The way that you get, the way that you beat the salary cap is by getting the value contracts. And Jaime Jaquez Jr. is probably untouchable right now because he only makes three and a half million dollars. That's why the stupid Portland Trailblazer fans, besides that Jaime Jaquez Jr., is Better than Malcolm Brogdon. The idea that Malcolm Brogdon's better than Jaime Hawkins Jr. When Brogdon makes 22000000 million, you're so stupid. There's not a single GM in the NBA that would take Brogdon over Jaime Hawkins Jr. And then you factor in the money. So yes, to answer your question, CB, he's pretty much untradeable because of the value of that contract. That's the super exciting part. He's a stud and he's under team control at an amazing price for the next four years. And that right there is another edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 Mailbag. You, you know who else a stud? My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Anyone who could make the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets you've ever slept on, that dude is a stud. And right now, you could become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on those bed sheets when you go to sheetsgiggles.com. Sheetsgiggles.com. I got the blankets. I got the pillowcases, I got the eucalyptus pillow, I have the comforter, Oh, I love that comforter so much, I don't let my wife have it, I take it in the middle of the night, I want it all to myself. SheetsGiggles.com, and if you use promo code Zazlo, you're going to get 20% off your first order, that's right, 20% off your first order, you go to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code Zazlo. it's made from eucalyptus trees, a koala sleeps on a eucalyptus tree up to 18 hours a day, You know how comfortable a eucalyptus mattress is, then? I mean, come on, what are we talking about here? SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlo, sheetsgiggles.com. So the Panthers take on the Rangers tonight. Panthers have won back to back games, great wins against the Knights. And the other night at Tampa Bay, I fucking hate the Lightning. By the way, talked a lot of Panther hockey with our friend Jessica Blaylock, Bowie Sports Florida yesterday. You can go on the YouTube channel if you want to watch. I like when you listen to the podcast. That's where the money's at for me. So make sure you like, you rate, you comment. Hit the follow button on Spotify when you find Zaslow's Show 2.0. But if you like watching the interviews, because then you could see my guests, you know, uh, you go to YouTube.com slash at Show, and I like when you do that also. Anyway... So, the Panthers are back in action tonight. They got the Rangers. And there's good news and there's bad news. The same thing happened with the Dolphins uh, this year and last year. Once they got Tyreek Hill, and once you saw that they're really good. I used to go to Dolphin games a couple years ago. Me and my son, we probably went to five Dolphin regular season games. We like to sit first row in the upper deck behind the goal. And those seats were like 50 bucks, maybe 60 bucks. Great price. Last year, and certainly this year, you can't get that ticket for under 200 That's good and bad. It's good because it means the Dolphins are really good and you're getting great crowds. It's bad because I can't afford it anymore. The same thing happened with the Panthers now this season. Now, you could still find the good value. I told you. First couple rows at the in the upper deck at Panther games. And those are great seats. You could still get those for like 35 bucks. But the, the lower level, it's a bit pricey now. And that's because you have great crowds every single Panther game. I went last week against St. Louis. It was a Tuesday night. Place was packed. Awesome. So cool. At me and my son, we sat first row center ice in the upper deck. Paid like 40 bucks a ticket. So th- there's still Ticket Ninja moves out there to be made by your boy here. All right? But tonight, good news and bad news. So you got the Rangers. Very popular. Both teams very good this year. You got the Snowbirds who are in town. It's a Friday. It's the Friday before New Year's. Come on. So, the cheapest ticket in the building. $120. $120. Cheapest ticket in the building. That's good news because... Crowds have been awesome at Panther games. You're going to have a great crowd tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bad news, your boy ain't going tonight. Because you want to go as a family. Take a family of four. We're we're talking 500 bucks for the four of us to sit all the way up, uh, you know, way up high. Now, I don't mind sitting in the upper deck, but I want to sit the first row or two. So, it's good and bad. It's good because the Panthers are a major attraction now. And to me, that is what's most important. I've been waiting for that. I've been telling you guys to get in on the action. You're listening, finally. The bad news is, on a Friday night, I would love to go tonight. Probably not going. I'm going to monitor the tickets. And I appreciate you guys. You're giving me advice online and what have you. I'm the ticket ninja. I I know how to grab the good deals. So I'm monitoring it. But it, it ain't looking good. It's not looking good. All right. I'll tell you what is looking good. There's a lot going on this weekend. That's right. So you're probably saying to yourself at this point, Zazlo, it's Friday. I gotta know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Big game or not a big game, you know what we're talking about. I gotta tell you if you should be spending your time, how you wanna use your time over the weekend, that's up to you. But I'm gonna tell you if it's a big game or not a big game. So here we go. Tonight, 7 p.m., Bally Sports Florida. New York Rangers at your Florida Panthers the Panthers 42 points on the season second best in the Atlantic third best overall in the East the Rangers number one in the Metro with 49 points number one overall in the Eastern Conference tied for most points in the National Hockey League the Rangers are 24 8 and one Panthers 2012 and 2. This is a major test for your favorite little hockey team tonight. Like I said, back to back wins, really good competition against the Knights and against the Lightning, but this is the top team in the Eastern Conference. You're going to have a bunch of Ranger fans there tonight. Rangers at Panthers, that's a big game. You know it. All right, tomorrow, 5 p.m., Valley Sports Sun, your Miami Heat winners of four in a row second game in this five game western trip they are at the utah jazz the jazz they suck they're 13 and 19 on the year they have been playing better late they're six and four in their last 10 games if you want to have a winning road trip you gotta win this game tomorrow because then you got some tough ones to finish with the Clippers, Lakers, and Suns. Will Jimmy Butler's miss three consecutive games be back in the lineup? My guess is no, because, like the coach says, we have enough. And against a Jazz team that's not any good, and it's not a back-to-back, they have enough. Heat at Jazz, that's a big game. Okay, Saturday, 7 p.m. Valley Sports, Florida. Montreal Canadiens. At your Florida Panthers. Back to back games at home. The rare two days in a row home schedule for home back to back for the Panthers. The Canadiens, they're not any good. They're 15, 14, and 5. They're four games under 500. They have 35 points on the season. So if you win tonight, you put yourself in a position where maybe you could look at a four game winning streak. Canadians at Panthers, that's a big game. Saturday, 8 p.m., pay-per-view, All Elite Wrestling, AEW, World's End. Now, the main event, Top Jew, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe beat the shit out of MJF at the end of Dynamite a couple of nights ago, where... MJF lost the Ring of Honor Tag Titles to the Devil's Henchmen. That's right. This is a very good card. You also have the Continental Classic Championship on the line. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. That's a big deal too. Are we going to find out who the devil is tomorrow night? I think we will. AEW World's End. That's a big game. Sunday. 1 p.m cbs new england patriots at the buffalo bills now first of all motherfuck both these teams but the reason we're even talking about this is because we got to keep an eye on the bills a bills loss here or dolphins win and the dolphins clinch the afc east so patriots beat the bills earlier in the season i don't expect that to be the case this sunday but we're going to have our eyes on it. Patriots at Bills, that's a big game. Sunday, 1 p.m., CBS. Your Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. A battle for first place in the AFC. How is this game not flexed to Sunday Night Football? Sunday Night Football, they kept the Vikings and Packers. Who cares about that? Two teams that are going to miss the playoffs. Instead of Dolphins-Ravens on Sunday Night Football? If the Dolphins win, they control their own fate going into the final week for the number one overall spot. If the Dolphins win, they clinch the AFC East. If the Dolphins win, they also clinch no worse than number two! Plus, is this a potential MVP matchup? Does Tua still have a say in the MVP race? Tua, Lamar Jackson... Dolphins at Ravens. That's a big game. You know it. All right, everybody calm down. Finally, one more. I got one more, believe it or not. Sunday, 425. CBS. Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, why are we looking at this? Well, because the Chiefs, if they lose, the Dolphins clinch the number two overall spot. I already told you that. So there's a lot on the line here. Bengals at Chiefs. That's a big game. And that right there is another addition. Big game. Not a big game. Yes. no. So I mentioned there about the MVP race, right? And I I wrote two. Look, nobody wants to give two of the award, all right? And Tyreek Hill's not going to get the award because he's not going to get 2,000 yards. But... I wrote Tua off as far as the MVP after the Tennessee game. You, you can't... Number one, you can't lose that game the way they lost it. And you have to be able to drive them down the field with a chance to win the game if you're going to still be in the MVP race on that game Monday Night Football against Tennessee. So I I took Tua off the MVP list. But I also didn't think that, all right, we're eventually going to cross Jalen Hurts off. All right, we're eventually going to cross, uh, cross Dak Prescott off. All right, we're, ev- we're going to cross... Brock Purdy off. And it really seems like the two left standing right now are Lamar Jackson and, to a lesser extent, Christian McCaffrey. But, are you telling me that if the Dolphins and Tua go into Baltimore this week, what if the Dolphins kick the shit out of them? But they don't even need to do that. Like The Dolphins go into Baltimore this weekend and they beat the number one team in the league. And the Dolphins then beat the Bills at home next week. And they're the number one seed in the AFC. And maybe the number one record in the NFL. And Tua right now, and Tua plays very strong in those two games. Let's be honest, the only way that happens, the Dolphins win in Baltimore and clinch the number one overall seed and maybe the best record in the NFL. The only way that happens is if Tua is awesome. So are you telling me, That Tua is out of the MVP race? I know Lamar Jackson is the golden boy right now, but there's no scenario that Tua can still win MVP. Tua right now, 70.5% completion percentage, which is the best of his career, 4,214 yards, which is the best of his career. If he plays these final two games, he'll have played all 17 games. He'll have started every game, played every game for the first time in his career. Right now, he has 26 touchdowns career high, 10 interceptions, not bad. You're telling me, I mean, let's say Tua gets over 30. He'll need over 30 touchdowns most likely if they're going to win these next two games. Tua doesn't have a chance? to win MVP if he outduels Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen in the final couple weeks? So I may have written him off early myself, but don't we kind of need to rethink what happens with Tua in the MVP race over these next couple of weeks? And normally it's not this wide open. That's what's given Tua a chance, is that it's very wide open. But if Tua's amazing these two weeks, the Dolphins finish with the best record in the NFL, number one overall seed in the AFC, and Lamar shits the bed this weekend while Tua completely outduels him and Josh Allen, how is Tua not the MVP of the league? I mean, let's be fair here, right? So I think the MVP is kind of still at stake this weekend against the Ravens. This game absolutely has MVP stakes. You know what else is a lot at line, a lot on the line. You know what else is big stakes when you when you're thinking. You know what? I, I got to get myself a brand new car. I, my, my car right now is busted. Well, luckily you're listening to your boy, and I'm telling you, the official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0. The only car dealership that I personally endorse. You know I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, and at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. We're talking an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model. You are sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles, they come with a lifetime warranty, so you know that you're covered. Maybe you just need your current vehicle service. Well, luckily for you, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they service all makes and models. And with prices less than many of those small shops, you could service with confidence at a dealership like North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, got all kinds of great deals going on. There's a big event, the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, where a portion of all new sales goes to help local organizations in the community. Plus, there are lots of great offers. Like I said, how about a 2024 Subaru Outback Premium? You can lease for just $321 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit or... A new 24 cross trek for just 219 dollars a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing. Go to NFLSubaru.com. That's NFLSubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Now you're saying to yourself, Zaslo, I already know what the big games are, but I, I got to spend some family time. I gotta find something to do is there a big movie out there is it a big movie or is it not a big movie? all right luckily for you there's some stuff going on here big movie not a big movie we haven't done in a few weeks so let's start things off here maybe you got the kids you're looking for something to do with them this movie is called migration it's rated PG it's animated it's got mild rude humor it's got action and peril. It came out in theaters last week. It stars Elizabeth Banks, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key. All right, these are funny people. Here's what migration is about. The holiday season, illumination, creators of the blockbuster's Minions, Despicable Me, Sing, the 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 life of pets comedies, invites you to take flight into the thrill of the unknown. With a funny, feathered vacation like no other in the action-packed new original comedy, Migration. Migration, Rotten Tomatoes media score, 72%. Audience score, 86%. I'm going to go not a big movie. I didn't get much out of that description. These are good scores, but I'm not saying, man, I can't wait to see Migration. I got to go not a big movie. I know it's a little bit of a surprise. I'm going not a big movie. This next movie is called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It's rated PG 13. It's got some language. It's got sci fi violence. It's an action adventure. It's part of the DC Entertainment Universe. It stars Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson and Amber Heard and Nicole Kidman. Here's what it's about. Hold on. Hi right, there. After failing to defeat Aquaman the first time, Black Manta wields the power of the mythic Black Trident and unleashes an ancient and malevolent force. Hoping to end his reign of terror, Aquaman forges an unlikely alliance with his brother Orm, the former king of Atlantis. Setting aside their differences, they join forces to protect their kingdom and save the world from irreversible destruction. Rotten Tomatoes' media score, 35%. Audience score, 79%. Now, I can tell you, I saw Aquaman last week. I went in with super low expectations. I thought it was really good. Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. That's a big movie. Big movie or not a big movie. This is called Ferrari. All right. It's rated R. It's got sexual content. It's got language. It's got graphic images, some violent content. It's a drama. It is out in theaters. A few days ago, it came out. It stars Adam Driver, Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley. Here's what it's about. Ferrari is set during the summer of 1957 behind the spectacle and danger of 1950s Formula One uh, uh, driver Enzo Ferrari is in a crisis. Bankruptcy stocks the company he and his wife Laura built from nothing 10 years earlier. Their tempestuous marriage struggles with the mourning for their one son. Ferrari struggles with the acknowledgement of another. His driver's lust to win pushes them out to the edge. He wagers in a roll of the dice on one race, the treacherous thousand mile race across Italy, the iconic Mille Miglia. Ferrari, Rotten Tomatoes media score. Rotten Tomatoes audience score 72%. I'm going not a big movie. I like Adam Driver's movie. Sounds like a bore if you ask me. Alright, big movie or not a big movie? This is a a show. It is called Reacher. It's available right now. Season 2 is out now on Prime. It stars Alan Richson. Here's what it's about. Jack Reacher lives as a drifter, traveling from town to town across the United States. That doesn't give you very much there, but I can tell you, he's an ex-military guy, and he's kicking ass, and he's doing good things. Season 2 came out a, uh, a few weeks ago. Only five episodes right now, I think, are available. Rotten Tomatoes media score, certified fresh, 100%. Audience score, 84%. My wife and I have been watching Reacher. We love this show. I don't understand the movie how Tom Cruise could possibly play Reacher. Reacher is a badass. He's like the Incredible Hulk. He's enormous. I'll never watch that movie. Tom Cruise is not Reacher. This guy is Reacher. Reacher, that's a big movie. And I got one more for you here. This is called The Boys in the Boat. It's rated PG-13. It's got language and smoking. It's a uh, it's a history-slash-drama directed by George Clooney. Came out Christmas Day. It stars Joel Edgerton. All right, he's a very good actor. I like him a lot. Here's what it's about. The Boys in the Boat is a sports drama based on the number one New York Times best-selling nonfiction novel written by Daniel James Brown. The film, directed by George Clooney, is about the 1936 University of Washington rowing team that competed for gold, at the Summer Olympics in Berlin, this inspirational story follows a group of underdogs at the height of the Great Depression as they are thrust into the spotlight and take on elite rivals from around the world. Rotten Tomatoes' media score, 58%. Rotten Tomatoes' audience score, 97%. I can tell you, I saw the trailer for this movie. I think it looks awesome. The Boys in the Boat, that's a big movie. And that right there is another addition. A big movie or not a big movie? Yes! Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. To close the week here, let's start things off. I already told you, last night night Celtics-Pistons, Pistons trying to avoid a 28th consecutive loss against the best team in the league. This game was awesome. I watched the whole game and I was dialed in for the fourth quarter in overtime. The Celtics, they would win it in OT. Here is the final call. With Mike Gorman and Brian Scalabrine. Pulls up. Nope. Tatum the rebound. The long pass. Porzingis fakes it. Who knew the best game of the season was going to be with Detroit came team- to town? Yeah, I'm going big deal because I don't know when the streak is going to end. It's easy to say, like I told you, so they're going to beat somebody, but they're going to get every team's best effort. Nobody wants to lose to them, and that's why you had a great crowd last night. So I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Drew Carter, ESPN broadcaster, he also does play-by-play for the Boston Celtics. He had the call yesterday of the pinstripe ball which of course your Miami Hurricanes lost to Rutgers very embarrassing the Canes they suck I don't know what else to tell you the game was at Yankee Stadium the pinstripe ball and here's Drew Carter with the final call (laughs) it's victory formation for Rutgers ball game over Scarlet Knights win the Scarlet Knights win here at Yankee Stadium 31-24, the final score. I'm going big deal. That's an excellent job by Drew Carter. That's an ode to John Sterling. Yankees radio play-by-playman. Oh, Yankees win. I'm going big deal. Finally, big deal or not a big deal. Tyreek Hill and Colin Coward, a little bit of a back and forth. Well, here's Tyreek Hill yesterday, and he actually tells you, you know what? It's just fun. He says he even likes Colin Coward. I was joking. Yeah. totally joking. You, you see how I a thug in there? And just to have fun, man. And I'm sure he's gonna say something back like, oh, can you believe Tyreek Hill said this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Give me more followers, baby. That's what I want. He said, he said it was hurtful. Oh, he said yeah. that? Half like joking. He, really, he understands. Like, he understands. I'm just having fun, man. I'm a big fan of Colin Coward. Ever since the Lonzo Ball, him the Lonzo Ball was on there. I mean, not Lonzo, what's it? What's the dad name? Uh, LeVar. LeVar, yeah. LeVar Ball was on there. Tyreek Hill taking the high road. There's no way he actually likes it, but he does know who. You can't say he doesn't know who he is because he remembers that time with Lamar Ball. And Lamar Ball told, uh, what's her name? Uh, Christine Leahy. She stinks. Told her to stay in her lane. That's why I haven't seen her anymore. She is not any good. Uh, he told her to stay in her lane. It was a whole big thing. Cowan never defended her, which is obviously weak, but there you go. So I- I'm going, not a big deal. And that right there is another addition. A big deal
1: or not a
0: big deal? Yes. I already gave you the big games. You got a couple Panther games this weekend. You got a Heat game this weekend. Uh, We got big wrestling tomorrow night. A lot happening. Today's show brought to you in part by Online. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us this week. I hope you have a nice and safe uh, uh, New Year's Eve, which, of course, on Sunday. We are doing a show on New Year's Day, January 1st, Monday. So we'll talk to you on Monday, another edition of Zaslow Show 2.0. Go with that.